So this is the first episode of the Science Class Kids podcast. I'm Kevin Noble. I'm here with Austin Rittenauer. Hello. So we were part of the infamous 2010 walk-on class that Lane Kiffin jokingly referred to as the kids from science class who have never played football before. So what we're going to do is every week have a group of us come in. We're going to talk USC football. We're going to talk other sports, other things that we enjoy. Current news, anything for that matter. So we hope you enjoy it. Let's go. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you been? Okay. Uh, okay. I went to the game on Saturday. Uh, that was probably pretty rough. It was so bad, dude. Um, how much of it did you see? Uh, I watched. I watched bits and pieces, but I'd say like at least the. I saw. I probably say the majority of the game. I mean, I bet on the game, so I was kind of pissed towards the end and stopped. But I, w- I didn't watch probably like the last like 10 minutes of the game. Um, some dude, he's like, it was the line was 10 and a half, I think. And so yeah, goes, I got in in 10 and a half. Yeah, and so he's like, what do you think about it? And I was like, damn, man, our team is so good this year. I'm telling everybody how amazing we are, how finally this is like the first team we've had that has real depth since like the Pete Carroll teams. And we've got a quarterback and we're all good. And my typical rule when it comes to betting against USC is we almost always, if you just bet blindly, cover this or like lose against the spread, like we're like four and nine or yeah. or something terrible like that. And so it's a bummer. I know, I know we uh, we covered spread against Arkansas State and it was like, yeah. or Idaho. That was and the like spread 42. was like 44 and a half. We covered spread there. And I think we might have even covered spread the game before. I'm not sure about it. I forgot about the first um, I'm sure we did. Yeah, we beat them pretty handily. Because that team, that team was better than Idaho, and we still beat them by, what, 50-ish? Yeah, because, I mean, I was going to bet on the Idaho game, but I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I don't think I can fathom betting on a game with a 44.5 spread. <laughs> it would be so much. So much. Yeah. It's, always, it's always weird when you get teams that end up having spreads that are, I don't know, 50 or more, and they end up winning, like, 70 to 7. Yeah, <laughs> or Oregon is always a team like that. I remember last year they had a few crazy spreads. Yeah, they did. You, their defense, I don't think, is as good this year. It's awful, but I mean, look at our defense. <laughs> so brutal. Yeah, um, we made Hogan look like a Heisman. Oh my God, I know. And the last, so I've seen, I've seen him play the last two games live against us, and. He, not that good there's zero threat whatsoever like you look at like i remember the one game the game that we won where we ended up rushing the field afterward that homecoming game two years ago yeah um okay so we're ended up playing we ended up playing press coverage on the corners we moved the safeties up and we basically say go ahead and run or like run all you want because we don't think that you can make anything past 12 yards on a throw we did do that you're right he wasn't even close 
You're on right. Anything. And like that's why I figured, like coming into this game, I don't know how they're going to move the ball through the air, but somehow or another they figured out how to do it, and like he was able to run a little bit too. And he was. Cons- and considering that that's been our biggest weakness over the past, I don't know, like last season that was our biggest issue. So, um. And that small white McCaffrey kid, he ran all over us too. Yeah, the interesting thing about it is when you look at his stat line, it doesn't look all that impressive. But when you watch the game, there's just, we just couldn't do anything. He had a lot of touches. I know they got just, they just basically tried to get him the ball in the open field. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Yeah, it was not a good game. And then we have a, we, we have a really, really tough remaining schedule too. Dude, it's it's it's, it's miserable. So, because yeah. it was, we had the, I think the second second most difficult schedule coming into the season, and like look at those first two games we played. Suddenly, the suddenly now it's like we have nine of our ten left difficult games left, outside of maybe Colorado. The pack the pack twelve is no joke. It's it's crazy. So, yeah, I was checking out the top twenty five scores for today. And or the ones for this week, like if there were any matchups between two top twenty-five teams, and the only ones are in the Pac-12. Wow. And, yeah. And I know we have. I know Arizona. Arizona's playing someone good. They play UCLA. That's the yeah. the game day game. Yeah. 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 Yo, you're right. Yeah. So I'm, dude. I'm excited to watch that. UCLA. UCLA has been really good. Did you, I didn't see the end of the. I just saw the. I saw BYU was up like I don't know seven with like I don't know x amount of time left, and UCLA ended up winning. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did, despite the fact that their quarterback was terrible. Uh, Rosin or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's interesting. So UCLA this year, at least going into the season, had, was just loaded at like every position except for yeah. quarterback. And they had a true freshman guy. And the last true freshman to start like that in a high-profile situation was Barkley. And that team went 9-4 and four and, like, struggled at times. We started out 7-1. and one. I think we were still top three until – or at least top five until we had a two-game losing skid or something. But um, UCLA just – they lost Vanderdose to start the season, who's a beast on the defensive line. And Miles Jack is out now for the year. He's out for the year? I yeah. Didn't yeah. So I think ACL. Oh, God. Or that, something, that, but he's oh. done. So we'll see, man. If they lose that advantage and they have Rosen as their quarterback, like they could they could be a team that ends up like 8-4, and four, which would be great for us. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I mean, Arizona, I think they're going to have a few losses. I mean, they always have some hiccups and – Whatnot. I and, like uh, them. I think they're good. You know who I you know who I like though? Cal. I mean, I, yeah, that golf guy. I mean, they they now say he's the number one prospect in uh, college football. Yeah, um, number one quarterback prospect. McShay has him number one. Yeah, it's and, like, crazy. He knows so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, they're stacked. But uh. Speaking of Sarkeesian, I think he ha- I think he's on a tight rope now, honestly. So, okay, what did you what did you think about his salute to Troy thing that was 
So I I, I, I I obviously read about it. So, I mean, he was, what, intoxicated, and he said, like, fight the fuck on, basically. Was that kind of the gist of it? He goes, woo, who's ready to fight the fuck on? Yeah. <laughs> he was obviously uh, pretty sauced. It was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I was disappointed about was at the end of the next day when he came out and said, I didn't drink that much, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay, wasn't he, wasn't he taking like pain pills too or some shit? Oh, oh, some, whatever he said, it was medication. Oh god. So, whether it's Xanax or Vicodin or what else could he be taking? I don't know, something in that vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mixing it with a couple drinks, yeah, he'd get pretty woozy. But... <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't take much. <laughs> Did he was... say too that after that he was like? banning out all alcohol in like the coaches like locker room or like facilities or something yeah bullshit like it's funny i didn't even know i didn't even know they did that after games but it makes perfect sense yeah that does (laughs) even after practice for that matter yeah man of course because those guys i mean those guys are there we saw it they're there they're there like dude like 14 hours a day yeah I remember I remember bumping into two of the guys after we came out of Heritage after one of the games. I don't know if you were there for this, but they were just sauced off their asses, celebrating a win. Let me guess, was Orgeron one of them? No. <laughs> no, that would have been good, though. Um, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Speaking <laughs> of uh, our coaches, I saw, so I saw that Orgeron is now on LSU. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I know he's from Louisiana, and then uh, you you obviously remember Baxter, our special teams coach. Yeah, he was. Cool. Yeah, he's in Michigan. Is he? Yeah, he's with Harbaugh. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. God, uh, yeah, they have really good coaching staff up there, dude. Think about the guys they're going to be able to recruit then, because Harbaugh's already known as that good recruiter, and Baxter is the type of dude who, like, you come in as like a freshman, I don't know, linebacker defensive back wide receiver or whatever and your best way of getting on the field is special teams yeah and so i mean you have him you have him there as a guy like he makes it a blast like that's the best part and it's a great selling point if it's like yeah you're not going to be a starting safety anytime soon or at least for a couple seasons but we'll get you in on special teams yeah and that would be that would be good for them um yeah, that a nut. but so going back to this sarkeesian thing like, what if we have another eight and four type season? Like, how much leeway I, does he get? I honestly, honestly, at this point, so obviously, if that whole uh, fighting, whatever the alcoholic incident, if that didn't happen, I think he'd have a pretty solid leash. I mean, I think with SC, you always have a fairly short leash. But that whole alcohol incident, they already, I mean, like, I've already read articles on, like, I don't know how reputable the sites are, but, like, I think some ESPN guys and whatnot that say that he's already on a short leash, like, almost implying as if, like, if this year doesn't go bad, then, like, I think if, like, he stumbles early on in the next year, they might just cut ties with him. And they're also saying basically cleaning a house and getting rid of uh, Hayden as well. Yeah. So Hayden. The sneaky thing about him as the athletic director is everybody loves him as yeah. a person. And he's such yeah. a nice dude. But when you think about what has happened to the football team while he's been athletic director, it's been 
two very poor Lane Kiffin seasons, including a firing on the tarmac at the airport. Not yeah. even back at the office afterward. It was just as yeah. soon as you land, get off and you're fired. So I don't. I mean, I, don't I, I think how... he had to. I think he had to take an Uber back to USC. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but then, and then you look at the basketball coach who got hired, and that team's just been floundering. Oh, and... they hired that um, the Florida guy, right? I know yeah. the whatever the yeah infield, infield, yeah. right? Whatever. Um, but Hayden doesn't have a exactly sparkling resume so far and Sarkeesian is is his guy who he chose to be the football coach and then to get embarrassed like that as the athletic director to have your coach being drunk at a meeting that looks just as bad as on Hayden as it does exactly exactly so I I mean it wouldn't shock me if it wouldn't shock me if he's really is on short leash yeah and especially if the team doesn't turn it around because this has not been looking good I mean, I yeah. It, I mean, because geez, we still have to play Oregon, which was is that's just, no matter what, that's going to be a really tough game. I mean, if we oh my god finish and, the season, if we finish the season with like three or four losses, and then we're going to be in another shitty bowl game. I mean, oh man, like you could honestly flip a coin, and basically that's Sarkeesian's future right there. It's not going to sit well. And the other thing, um, yeah, boosters aren't going to have it. And what else is my point? Anyway, I forgot. Um, who who has the ultimate say whether um, Hayden uh, retains his position? Is it or is it the boosters? Is it the board? Like, who who resides over him? So I would assume that it's the school president who gets say in this matter. Nikias? Yeah, yeah, because he has. I, I mean, he's. That guy doesn't know a damn lick about sports. I don't think he does either, but he has, I mean, he has a panel of advisors, I'm sure. And the boosters are really, really prevalent in decision-making. And this wasn't, I didn't realize this, because you hear about this all the time where the boosters, and, and there's no, like, there's no face to the boosters. It's like the ethereal they. Like scientists, they have figured out a solution to cancer or whatever it is. Like the boosters are always like these ethereal, nameless things, but they they put down so much money and they don't care about oh. anything but the sport. It's their lives. They have a hell of a lot of leverage. That's for yeah. sure. And so if they want him gone, I mean, they can just go to the school president and say, hey, man, we're not going to fund you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you want 500 mil? Oh, okay. Yeah. You're in Sarkeesian. You know that new athletic building that you wanted that's all nice and has iPads built into the lockers? You know that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't expect another one. <laughs> in a way, like looking back on like when we were there and like how I I'm kind of like I wish we got to experience like the whole like all the new like, you know, you know, world-class facilities and whatnot. But then again, I'm actually, like, really grateful that we got, like, the old-school locker rooms, like the ones that, like, Reggie Bush was in, like, Liner, like the ones that have really all the tradition. Like, we were in those, like, in those locker rooms and those, like, training centers and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. We did have the same... We did have the same experience those guys did. Yeah. Which is interesting. Go ahead. Uh, and I was gonna say, saying like, I mean, overall, I mean, granted, it was like, God, I don't know how old like the weight room was in the locker room, but I mean, it was a piece of shit. The weight room was terrible. It was awful. Like when you consider, when I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen the new one. 
but either of, either of I, but I mean, it looks like your standard. It kind of looks like how all the college facilities look like now. It has like two really long rows of like the squat rack, uh, power clean, you know, platform and all that. Just basically like two long lines, and like I'm, I'm like in between. You can do like ladders and sprints and all that. Plus, they have that, they have that fifty yard turf field down there. I think in the yeah, basement. Yeah. That's got to be crazy. That's cool. I saw last year that I'm sure they get quite a lot, quite a bit of this too. That JJ Watt was down there, like lifting weights and training. And I know like John Cena swings by, and like I don't think I don't remember seeing any. I mean, I saw a few like ex pros when I was down there lifting, but I never saw any like big big names. There was nobody. I never saw anybody who wasn't affiliated with the program. Really? Yeah, but. I didn't see many people. I didn't see many people. Outside. I don't think you were like me know. doing many double days down there. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I, have you? Do you ever? Have you ever thought, dude? Like, if you were like, I don't know, like walking down the street and you saw like Coach Osmus, like our strength coach, or like any like random coaches that we played with, do you think in the slightest chance they would recognize us or remember us? Double A would. I'm a hundred percent positive of that. Um, Double A would. He would. He would. I saw one of the trainers randomly, maybe like six months ago, and he knew who I was. And like he didn't know who you no, were. No, no, he did. He did. Oh, 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 oh. He did. He was really happy to see me, and he was asking how everything was going. You know, and like he was telling somebody who like we were with like about me, and I was like, oh, okay. So, like it was almost like he was trying to prove that he remembered me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like that was that was fine. But as for the coaches, dude. Oh, dude, no fucking what? Like, there's only one, maybe two. Wide receiver coach for sure. Oh no, hell no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so like some of the grad assistant guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they would. I fuck. I don't even think my own linebacker coach would uh, remember me. Uh, Joe Barry, he's now the defensive coordinator, I think, on the Redskins. Hmm. That's interesting. He, went, I, he was a linebacker coach, actually, on your Chargers. Uh, oh, yeah, right after, after, I think. Kiffin, after Kiffin got fired, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I haven't followed many of those guys. Like, I, Yeah, I kind of... I been following them like recently just to i'm just i'm kind of curious like even double a like i was like what the hell is that fool doing and like honestly there's no track of that guy since kiffin left sc like his last tweet on twitter was like thanks for the great times at sc like i'm truly like grateful blah 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 and like that was the last post back in like 2013 and he hasn't had a post since then and like i couldn't find a trace of him on any other like collegiate website or anything Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of a rough, that's a rough job, man. I feel like, I mean, obviously, you don't have much job security, and it's like strength coach. I mean, it seems like a tough, tough gig. Yeah, um, especially, especially when it's related to football, because your job is so much more involved in, like, getting the guys in shape. And, like, when you consider all those workouts that you have to do during the spring and the summer, I mean, they're the ones who have to to set it up. Yeah. So. It's true. Yeah, I mean, 
there was one guy. Um, I don't remember his name. The only way I can describe him is, oh, I think it might have been like Tim or something. He was like a shorter white guy. He kind of had like a loud, like kind of unique voice. He was one of the strength coaches. I think at the time he might have been like our assistant strength coach. Kind of balding. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Yeah, it was Tim. Yeah, um, he's at like univer- – he's like at Pittsburgh right now, the University of Pittsburgh. Huh. He's some. He, he's the head strength coach though. Oh, that's good. He was yeah. He was good at it. There were a couple times that I – because he was the guy who was in charge of getting me back after my shoulder surgery. And so oh, yeah. I would do a lot of like workouts. It would be me, Torin, and TJ. And that's then, right. You and Torin. Yeah. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and TJ was your boy too. TJ, TJ, and a diff- very different for a very different reason. Um, uh, we will we will go there at least on uh, <laughs> this talk. We have so many stories, dude. We could legitimately talk for hours on end about that. But I do remember the whole TJ TJ days. That that's for sure. Yeah, um, TJ was very popular amongst me and my, or amongst my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so did you, you saw this story about this coach yelling at the player on Florida, I think it was? Oh, was it on the sideline going like berserk? Yeah. Just, I did see that. Screaming at him. Like, I thought he was going to like kill him pretty much. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, for a little bit of a time, I was concerned that he was going to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to punch him too. Um, did you ever get yelled at like that ever? Uh, actually, I did. <laughs> it was by uh, you could guess it, Orgeron. Um, we were doing like the linebackers were doing drills. I think just the walk-ons, like me and like a few other guys. We were doing these whatever like drills for the defensive ends or like you know the defensive line, and we were basically like offensive linemen. So we had to do like you know like pass protection and like run blocks and all that and like we had to do like you know just like a few steps or something like just like the start of the play and like of course like i never played offensive line so i was like fucking it all up i was like stepping with my left foot when i should have been my right and like this and that and he straight got up in my face and grabbed my face mask and just started screaming at me i honestly can't remember what he said but i would I legitimately like shit my pants because you know, as you know, that dude was really intimidating. And he was he's he's big and his voice booms and like you can feel the vibrations of it. It's so deep. Yeah. And like, like he can he was scream. Scary. And like I just remember reading like a story before I even got on team of him like being like in some like like harassment like lawsuit or something for like i don't know like beating up like one of his exes or some fucking crazy story (laughs) you know that guy just doesn't give a damn dude he's a fucking nuthead he was fine he was fine because he he screamed at me a couple times um but i got in trouble one time for missing a morning workout on a friday and uh, I ended up having to go to do the Wednesday at, like, 5 a.m. punishment hour. Oh, that was just Rojas. No. No, I got I, I got in trouble for one of these two. Like, it was a different one other than him, but I did have to go on this. And it, I'm just expecting to get chewed out. Like, n- it's nobody's business. And he just looks at me, and he goes, Kevin, what did you do? 
I was like, I missed the morning workout, coach. And he goes, if I ever have to waste my breath on you again, <laughs> you will not be on this team. Do you understand me? <laughs> he legitimately didn't give a and he, fuck. And he said it super calmly and super just like, I don't even think I have to yell at you. Like, this kid is probably yeah. so scared shitless right now. And I just was like, yes, coach. Nodding vigorously. <laughs> and I never did anything wrong again. <laughs> that goes to show that he legitimately could have cared less about you, dude. He wouldn't have cared if you got hit by a car later that day. Like, he could have cared less. Oh, let's but I remember... Go what was that? Go ahead. Oh, no, I just remember Rojas told me he had the same issue where he missed... Uh, it was a time where he tried to, like, sneak into a Friday workout after he arrived late and he got caught. I don't know if you remember that. That was hilarious. And uh, we'll have to bring him on and, and talk to him about that. But he had the same incident where he had to push like a 45-pound plate on um, that turf field. I forget what it's called. Yeah. It's like the intramural field. Like 100 yards back and forth with like Orgeron there watching. Jesus. And he said it was like the toughest thing he ever had to do in his life, basically. Dude, I almost vomited after doing a few of those just going 25 yards. Oh man! Like, those things are those things are brutal. I, I can't even imagine, dude. I just remember pushing the sleds. Remember sleds Friday morning? How brutal that yeah, was! Yeah, it was horrible, <laughs> dude. That was so. I remember throwing up once. It was horrible. I went to I went to a boxing gym for a little bit, and one of the training things they had us do was those. And like, oh, I'm, I looked at it, and it was just like, there's. I mean, it's almost what I imagine it's like for a child to look at a snake where it shows up and it sees it and just that innate fear just kicks in and it just goes, <laughs> oh, my God, I like I need to get away. This thing's going to kill me. And that's how I felt when I saw that when the guy busted out. He's like, hey, you got to shove this across the floor now. I was like, no, I brought back horrible <laughs> memories. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so dude. Bad. I, I still remember, though, like, the greatest naps and, like, sleep I've ever had have been, like, post those, like, early morning Friday wor workouts where we had to wake up at, like, an ungodly hour, work out at, like, 5.45, and then, like, I got to, like, go home and sleep. Man, that was, like, the greatest thing ever. It was great. I had nothing. I had no class Friday, too, after that. Oh. And, like, it was amazing that because was amazing. it would just it would just be go get a go get a bagel with no, with oh, no yeah. cream cheese. Remember, no cream cheese. They charged us for cream cheese, didn't they? Or like they had to. Food? They had to because the rule was the rule was that they couldn't so give away cream cheese. So it was essentially just pay anything, and you could yeah. have some cream cheese. Throw a few pennies in the drawer. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, one of the more ridiculous man. rules. And we had to have peanut butter. We couldn't have peanut butter, but if we had ground up our own peanuts. Because peanuts were okay. And so you could grind up the peanuts for peanut butter. Oh, my God. Instead of just right. using the regular peanut butter. Oh, man. But thank God they got rid of that roll. Oh, that was ridiculous. You're right. That's funny, dude. I completely forgot about the whole cream cheese thing until you brought it up. So we play Arizona State this week. How do you? Are they ranked? No, they're not. But they're 31st. Total on the votes received list. What are we? Uh, eighteen or nineteen? Oh, so we're still on top twenty-five. Hmm. I honestly, 
I haven't really looked at Arizona State much at all this year, so I don't know like the players they have or really how good they truly are. I mean, they've they've been a pretty solid team though the past few years. So I mean, you really can't take them lightly. They have been. They've the last how many? So they've they beat us three of the last four. Yeah, um, oh, man. And they even beat us. They beat us in that twenty eleven or yeah, the twenty eleven season, the ten and two year. They're one of our losses? Yeah. We went on the road at Arizona State. So I went to this game. This was the wind tunnel game. And on one of the plays, so or essentially so what happened was they had to stop playing because like a tornado started inside of the stadium. Yeah. Because it was it was just super hot and it was night. And this wind just picks up and everything that was loose just gets caught in this and it's just blowing over the top of the field like it was pretty gnarly but um we just didn't play good in that game and Fontas perfect was a monster i remember scouting against that fool dude <laughs> dude he you want to talk about a psycho like the most undisciplined player ever oh my goodness Honestly, dude, he's a kind of a he's a very interesting story. So obviously, everyone knew his track record in college. I mean, even we like specifically scouted against him. I remember, like in special teams, we'd specifically double team him just so we could get like underneath his skin, so he'd like you know, so we could draw a personal foul. Yeah. And like everyone knew like the hothead he was and like the short leash he had. And then he went to the combine, and I think had like historically bad combine numbers. We're talking like. Benching 225 like five times, running. I, he ran like a five flat 40, like numbers <laughs> that like numbers that like you would expect like a kicker or punter to put up. Like they are laughable, and all that's kind of thrown away because you look at him now in the NFL. He's a Pro Bowler middle linebacker. He's a, he's excellent. He's a beast. He's excellent. Which which is funny. I mean, so that's why in a way you have to kind of take the combine with a grain of salt because then you look on the other hand at like Taylor Mays, for example, who ran yeah. like a four two a four two four forty and like bench press two twenty five twenty plus times and you know it's just a physical specimen and like can't play a lick in the NFL. Taylor Mays got exposed that senior year when that defense wasn't that good, and it exactly. started to show it. And you can see in the NFL, like it's not. I mean, he's. Just yeah. got picked up by a team, I think, is like an injury replacement. Exactly. He's on the Raiders now. So, yeah, like, Team A's is kind of an interesting story because, as you said, like, all his weaknesses weaknesses got exposed to senior year because I remember kind of a similar story to Barkley. His junior year, his draft status, his stock was, like, they projected, top like, top 10, top 10. And he, he, did, he pulled a Barkley. He stayed his senior year. And you're right. He kind of got exposed that year. Didn't get drafted till I think the second round in fourth. The guy who got yeah, oh, Mays. Sorry, teammates, teammates. Yeah, not Barkley. Yeah. And I know a safety that got drafted before him, and it was by yours truly, Pete Carroll, Earl Thomas. And uh, I remember teammates was like pissed off or like felt betrayed. But man, can look at that. I mean, obviously they knew what they were doing when yeah. drafting Earl Thomas over teammates. Pete knew what he was doing. He knew, he knew what, what he had. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, similar with Barkley. Well, I don't even really know if – I mean, Barkley really – I don't even know if he's really had, like, that much of a fair shot in the NFL thus far. I mean, he's, like, you know, got his opportunities during preseason, it seems. But 
I guess even then he really hasn't shown much. That's been it, though, but he's also in a weird offense for him. It does not fit him at all. <laughs> because the matter, the modern-day high school offense is relatively similar to USC's for a reason. And he came from that, spent four years in Kiffin's, I don't know, semi-pro-style offensive yeah. scheme. Predominantly pro-style. Anyway, we ran all the same plays that like those 04-05 teams ran. Yeah. Um, with uh, some additional things. But Barkley was trained his whole life for that type of offense. And then he goes to the league and he goes and plays for the the most innovative spread coach that there is, who's yeah. running packages with offensive linemen spread out as wide receivers and like and, and running zone read option things. And Barkley is not fast at, or athletic at all. So <laughs> he's he's your prototypical pocket passer and nothing he is. more. And so I mean he's on he's with Arizona now and That's right, he got traded. Right. I can't imagine Carson Palmer will play the whole season. So he's he'll get a shot. Yeah, he will. You're right. He'll get a shot. But I I'd be interested to see. Cause he possesses the ability to make some really good throws, but I don't know if he has the arm strength to do it. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I at least want I at least want to see him get, you know, at least a, a few games in the NFL, like a few yeah. games in a row, to just to really see what he is made of. Because even right now, like I, he, I think he's still kind of a question mark. You can't really call him a bust or anything like that, but because I, I just don't think he's really gotten that fair of a shot thus far. But I mean, obviously, I mean he's shown enough to where the Eagles never really played him. They traded him, so I mean, he obviously, was terrible. They're, they're not overly impressed with him. And I know in, like, the few preseason games that I saw of him, he was, like, below average at best. Yeah, at best. I mean, he had, he had one game with, like, four picks or mm -hmm. something. And he couldn't even that – was, that, was, that was a tough game to watch because it didn't even – like, he just struggled to even be able to complete a pass. That was a positive play. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. But if he gets – I mean, that offense with Arians as the coach, I mean, if he gets into that system and he gets a legit look there, he could be really good mm -hmm. or at least potentially decent. Yeah. I mean, obviously, so, with, like, you know, having Larry Fitzgerald there as, like, that veteran influence, I think even being a wide receiver is going to have a – would have a tremendous impact on Barkley. And they have – Michael Floyd's there. John Brown is really good. Like mm -hmm. they have, they have they skill have players weapons. that can play. Yeah, they have some weapons. I mean, they have a good team, dude. Like, they're fourteen and two, and Carson Palmer's sixteen last starts. Like, there's oh, people arguing that. that's the best team in the NFC. Uh, yeah, that might be pushing it a little far, but I mean, they're up there. I mean, you obviously just you can't discount the Packers. Oh God, not after did, Ro did you Rogers. Watch... I I watched it. Rogers I makes a game look incredibly easy in a way that almost nobody has before ever and, ever and you look at the, his numbers the remarkable thing about him too is that he can evade pressure <sighs> as well as more or less anybody can yeah oh and it's, it's unbelievable and you factor that in because because like brady Brady is kind of similar when you watch 
his total command of what's going on on the field within that offense. Like he'll go up and he'll get he'll get the team in sets, read the defense, audible everything to what needs to be done, and then just gets the ball out to the right guy at the right time, and it's just flawless. Brady and Manning could never ever move the way that Rodgers can. Yeah, I mean, you don't see you don't you never see Brady or Manning making throws on the run like Rodgers does on a consistent basis. <laughs> and even if you do, they look incredibly uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning doesn't have an arm at all anymore, so I mean, he's good for those like five yard slants. Is pretty much it. I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna do because he, like, I, I realized that he had three touchdown passes and that they ended up coming back on that drive at the end of the game, but he can't throw the ball. At all. At all. At all. He has and, no arm. And that offensive line is not good. And it's not going to get better, I don't think. No. And I know his numbers, like, over the past, like, eight games or so going into last year have been very, very average at best. Yeah. He just has – he's just not really producing, like, statistically-wise anymore. Or at least as on level that he used to. I was hoping that with a full off season, with the ability to get healthy again, and there was like rumors about his knee being messed up at the end of last year. Mm. So I could see if he gets healthy coming into the year with the fresh, you know, fresh legs or whatever. I thought that there was a good chance that he could be really good again, but after watching these games, man, there's just no shot. There's just no, no shot. shot. With his neck, too, I mean, I think he's just honestly just too old and fragile at this point. He's done. I wonder I wonder if they're going to go to Osweiler at all. I would be <laughs> I would be amazed if that happens, if Manning was so bad that they benched him for this 6'8 dude who, with he a was, cannon of an arm who nobody's yeah. ever seen play before. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, you're right. He's typical just sitting behind a Hall of Famer, except for years, and just getting getting paid. I think he was on Arizona State when we played him. He was. Yeah. Um, but dude, what if what if it's like what if he ends up being really good? What if it's an Aaron Rodgers scenario where he's just sitting behind Brett Favre and it's like, I, Oh, get rid of Favre and put in Rodgers. No that way, would, that'll happen. Now yeah, it's that, like that'd be funny. <laughs> I think people like, would like I think a lot of GMs would like start to like really like question in a way the quarterback spot being like is this like the proper way to like bring up a quarterback is to like legitimately like have him sit behind someone for like three four or five years and then actually like incorporate him into our offense full time yeah because it almost seems like with like most people nowadays like yeah they'll be they'll have like i mean andrew lux obviously you know and it kind of an exception but a lot of these guys just get thrown into the fire right away. They just seem to like burn out pretty quickly. Yeah, you look at like Blaine Gabbert, Ugh, Christian yeah, Ponder, horrible. Hell, Ponder, that whole dr- Ponder that whole was draft. a disaster. And I want to know another one. Uh, who it was the guy that Bills drafted a few years ago oh, out of Florida State as well. Yeah, awful, awful. Dude, I think this is only. Oh, I might be. Is this only his second season, or is this his third year? I think it's his third year, and I don't even know if he's on the Bills anymore. He's their backup. They traded <laughs> Castle. They traded Castle, and Rex Ryan announced that their future of their quarterback position is Tyrod Taylor and EJ Manuel. And that inspired so much confidence in every Bills fan everywhere. 
yeah, TJ or Tyrod Taylor couldn't scratch a starting position anywhere until this year. And like, I mean, I'm granted he has put up good numbers in the first few weeks, but we'll see uh, how long that lasts. Yeah, he was. We'll see how long that lasts. He's interesting. He's interesting because I didn't think, I didn't think that he was at least in the limited exhibition times that I saw him. I didn't think that he was a guy who could be a starter successfully, but he's been pretty good, and he's been making some good throws. And he did have the interceptions last week, but he looks like he's capable. Yeah, and I think a few. I think I know at least one of those interceptions is like a a tip a. Mm-hmm. A shitty tip that like Malcolm Butler made an incredible pick on, but I mean they have some serious uh, weapons on that offense. You have uh, Spiller, you have uh, no, he's not. It's McCoy. They, oh, is Spiller not on the team anymore? I know, yeah, I know, he's on, the, he's on the Saints now. Okay, so they have Shady, they have uh, Percy Harvin, Sammy Watkins, our boy Robert Woods, who's who's good. He's, <laughs> he's good. very good. He's just not played with a good quarterback yet. Yeah, and um, God, who? Maybe I feel like they have some other stud. But anyways, they have they have some they have some ballers on that offense. They did. They're they're like the Bills are like the UCLA of the NFL. Like they're good. They're good at almost every position except for quarterback. Yeah. Yep. They never. They're just Jim Kelly. They really haven't had much. Oh my God! They haven't had anything. Like yeah. if you go, actually, that's a. I wonder what that is. They had Bledsoe that one season. They traded that first round pick for him after Brady took over. Oh, you're he right. He was okay. Right. He was actually okay. Have they had Kyle Orton? I feel like he's been on pretty much every team. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orton, Orton's pretty funny because he seems like that guy who. I feel like he kept going out to play because he kept getting a job, not because he liked the sport. Yeah. But they go, teams keep coming in and would say, hey, like we kind of need somebody. Can you be our quarterback? And he'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll do it for a little bit. <laughs> and he would come in and would be just nonchalantly being average. He was like your most mediocre, like long-lasting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had a few like decent years where he surprisingly put up like a pretty good quarterback rating, and whatnot. But over other than that, you're right. He's just been, a, just been a very mediocre backup quarterback. But shit, that's a pretty good living, man. Not getting beat up and getting paid like whatever a mil or two a year just to basically ride the bench and like listen to play calls. Dude, it would be the best job ever. <laughs> it would be like no pressure, I... no stress. <laughs> I mean, you're essentially God, I can't even think of anything better. Oh, you don't have to get hit. You don't have to worry about any of the physical things. All you have to do is just know the plays, and especially if you've been a backup at a team for a, like for a team for a while that's had the same coach. It's a cake. And you know all the stuff plug. already? Yeah. Um <laughs> Like Brett Favre's backup. Man, whoever that guy was was one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he got, like, his solid, like, you know, 10, 12 snaps a year just in, like, you know, garbage time. Um, Who was the guy? Jim Sorgi was the guy who played backup for the Colts 
behind oh. Manning for like eight seasons and never ever took a meaningful snap until the time Manning did get hurt and then Sorgi got cut within like two weeks because <laughs> they realized he couldn't play at all. Yeah, but basically like they didn't know because he never played, so he's just racking up you know whatever biweekly thirty thousand dollar paychecks for being a piece of shit for just hanging out. To have no business being in the NFL, but the team seems to like you, and the starter never, ever gets hurt. Yeah. Oh, man. That, you're right. That is, like, the most ideal, best job anyone could ever wish for. <laughs> you get really good at golf. Oh, they get really, really good. Same with all those kickers. They're all, all the kickers are really good golfers, too. Yeah, a lot of... Relatively muscular guys who have really strong hips <laughs> so they can drive a football really well and drive a golf ball really well. Somewhat similar thing. emotions. <laughs> have you, I assume you haven't heard from like, I mean, I, like obviously this is my first time even talking to you and God, probably a few years. And like, I, I talk to Rojas, like maybe like Snapchat or like text him every now and then. And like even, uh, Nick, I don't really talk to him much at all, and James, I don't really, I know he's been busy doing, like, I don't know, like, PhD stuff, so yeah, I really haven't yeah. kept in touch with many of you guys. So, Which is, I'm kind of glad you're doing this, hopefully we can, like, get everyone on a call, you know, get everyone together and shoot the yeah, shit. Yeah, that's the idea, James, so James, James texted me and was like, I have homework, but, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. But uh, I'm sure he said he wants to co do it next week. Okay, um, cool. Nick will do it. You know Rojas will be all about it. Oh, Rojas loves hearing him talk. <laughs> and plus, hey, oh, it will be fun having Rojas on, man. You know how it will go. We'll, we'll just be laying into that kid. Hey, coach, you want to see my highlight tape? Yeah. Oh man, that guy, oh we, I got I got some I got some great stories to share with share with everyone once he gets on. Some great Rojas stories, and I know he's engaged too, so we might we might have to take, take it easy on him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, getting getting him on is a must. I'll even um I have I mean if you don't have his I have his contact information, so I'll, I can even shoot him a text and tell him what what's going on. Dude, yeah, that would be dope. Oh uh, yeah, I'll get. I'll see when he's available, like even next week, and uh, if we can get James on too, that'd be awesome. And then I guess Nick, whenever he can get on with work. So yeah, man. I mean, for sure, homecoming. I'm gonna try to come down there because, believe it or not, I ha I haven't been to a game since I graduated. So I want to try to get down there. Wow. Yeah, dude, the homecoming. The homecoming one's sick because so many people come back for it. Yeah, and I know you. You go to a lot of games, right? Or at least you tail. Um, you tailgate so i two years ago i went to every home game last season last season i had season tickets but through one way like for one reason or another i just didn't go to many and a lot of it was because we lost to boston college in that third week oh my god and Don't after that, that i yeah i mean that's i mean that's how i feel a lot about the stanford one too is like i'm just bummed that we lost because now the excitement of the season is going to be you're right dulled like at least lose at least lose in week eight mm -hmm. you know after we've had two months of being yeah, at the top 
if we're like five and zero, six and zero, seven and zero, honestly, you're, you're gonna start seeing the Coliseum getting like pretty much sold out at that point. Oh, it would be rocking too. Like we're obviously like SC has very fair weather fans. I mean, even the last game versus Stanford, I saw so many empty seats. I mean, granted it's a huge stadium, but like it takes like a good like half of the year. You know, you kind of have to prove mm-hmm. yourself to these fans. Like, hey, look, we're a good team. Then they'll really start showing up. But until then, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of empty seats in the Coliseum, and even now, I mean, even throughout the rest of the year, I can't imagine it ever being close to sold out. Not unless we go on a tear. Not unless we go back in the top ten. We have to go on a tear. Nothing will be like when we were. You might have been a freshman. You're either a freshman or a sophomore at SC. Is when it was back in 08. So I don't know if you're a freshman or sophomore then. When we played Ohio State, I remember. Yeah, dude. Fuck, dude, that game was sold out. I remember standing in the student line for. Hours in like a shittiest seat, like I don't know, like a hundred, like 10, 15, 20 yards behind the end zone, like way, way, way behind, like you know, the weird configuration the Coliseum has. And fuck, man, those were the days. And really, like after that, I mean, it because that was last year we had Pete Carroll, and then after that, it like with Kiffin, it was just downhill from there. Yeah, the sanctions put a damper on it. Um, that Ohio State game, I remember before walking in. There was a guy scalping tickets for 600 bucks. Fuck. And he was getting interest. And, like, we haven't had that in a very long time. <laughs> right. I mean, so, I don't think we've had it since since then. I mean, maybe we might – there might – there might have been like an Oregon game in between then that we might have been close, but even then, I, I doubt there's been no real like marquee matchups at the Coliseum. 2011, when we played Stanford and Andrew Luck threw that pick six to Nikel, and we went up by seven. We still overtime game. Yeah, we did lose the game. Yeah. Because I know Barkley was 0 4 versus Stanford in his career. <laughs> So bad. So bad. So bad. So what do you think happens this week? Um, Arizona State? Yeah. At home? At ASU. Oh, shoot. 7.30. In the desert. What's the spread? That's a super tough game for us. What's the spread? It is. It's close. It has to be close. Hang on. Let me find it. USC minus five. Oh, it's close. Honestly, oh, dude, boy. it's it's honest because I think even like you said earlier on in this discussion, I think the one of the games SC lost is one of those night. I think it was a night game at Arizona State. It's a pretty raucous, like crazy crowd with all those drunk college kids there. Yeah. Um, honestly, dude, if you looking at this from just being a betting man, betting on the game, I think. I, I'd say it's a 50-50, honestly, man. I, I can't – I would not at all be surprised if Arizona State wins. I think if we win – I think if we win, we'll win pretty handedly. I think, like, we'll get our shit together and we'll win by, like, three scores. I think it's either we win like that or we lose whatever by seven, et cetera. I, I, think, I don't think it's going to be a, a close win if we do win. I think we're either going to win – pretty definitively or or just look like or just shit the bed basically i think we'll win by at least 10 yeah i think honestly i think in a way like 
the players are kind of like in almost in a sense playing for coach Sark right now it seems like it's almost come to that in what the fourth week of the season <laughs> yeah yeah you're right it honestly seems that way now it's like even with like obviously the LA media and all that like I'm sure they hear that like Sark is kind of already on the hot seat and I'm pretty That's sure that's true and and you know those guys listen to that oh yeah for sure like everybody's reading that. You don't just have ESPN be your homepage when you're a senior year, a senior <laughs> in high school, and then have that completely go away when yeah. you're in college because your coach told you to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I agree with you. I think we're gonna win by. If I if I had to bet, I would take the spread. I think we're gonna win by a few scores. But then again, there's a side of me that wouldn't be surprised if we just come out super lackadaisical, sloppy on defense. I'm not worried about offense at all. At all. At all. Uh, it's the defense, man. It's our secondary. It's, I mean, it's almost everything related to the defense. It's just like, I, I at this point, I just don't know what to expect. We've given up double-digit leads. I think at now we gave up a double-digit lead against Nebraska. They came back close. We were up, I think, 28-10 on Stanford. We were up by two touchdowns on Arizona last year, and they had a game-winning field goal. We were up by nine on ASU with three minutes left, and they won with that Hail Mary. I mean, dude, after after these past, I don't know, 12 games that have been played for this team, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. So dude, You brought back a horrible memory, that like Jalen Strong Hail Mary in the Coliseum. Oh, my God. Dude, that was honestly like the lowest point I've ever felt being an SC alum, an SC fan, whatever you want to call it. It was like, it was like, dude, like, give me a break. Give me a break. I was at a wedding on that day, and some of the guys who were there were Arizona State dudes. Oh. And, oh. and we like, we checked it out like right at the end, and we're watching it on the ESPN thing. Um, we couldn't watch the, the actual game, but we're just watching the update as it goes. And you see on the phone, a little football travels to the end zone, and it says, touchdown, Arizona State, game over 38-34. And I was just like, I was like, what? And then I went back and watched the game on Tuesday of that week on the DVR, and that play happened. I knew it was coming, and I was still just stunned. Fucking Hayes Pollard is standing there like deer in the headlights, like... They're catching the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like acting as if like no one's around him. Like, oh, like I'll just stand here and the ball's just gonna drop right into my arms. That was so goofy. But I think we avenge it. I think those guys are gonna be pissed. In a way, that's why I'm actually thinking that too. I think that's gonna be like a little, almost like kind of like bulletin board type material. Like, look, like fuck these guys. Like they got lucky on us last year. Like. Let's like make them pay for that. So I'm 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 actually optimistic about this one. The more I think about it, I am too. I mean, obviously defense is a question mark, but I think our offense is going to put up a shit ton of points against them. Yeah, we can talk more next time about like what we think of Kessler and all that. I'm I'm definitely I think there's a lot of good material to talk about there as well. Because I'm It'll be I'm, good. Because we, you and I both saw Kessler as a nobody at SC, you know, legitimately fist string quarterback. Like I think even maybe behind Max Wittick. So, yeah, I mean, we got to see them. We got to see them when they came in. Yeah, 
And it's especially because, I mean, that was a big talking point when those two came in was who do you think is going to be, who do you think is going to be the guy? Which obviously, I mean, God, we can get way into it. I mean, you can go, I was like brush it, but like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Max Wittick, it's like the modern day quarterback. It's like the perfect right. transition. He's 6'4", cannon arm. And then you have Kessler, who's kind of like, you know, a more athletic type quarterback that, you know, I honestly didn't really even know much of Kessler at that time. But yeah, I mean, I think honestly, all leads were pointing towards Wittick kind of taking over and... I mean, Kessler won out, won that job outright pretty easily, it seems. So, yeah, it's funny, yeah. dude. Like, speaking of Kessler, I mean, it just goes to show being an SC quarterback is pretty much God down there. Like, I'm sure the guy, when we saw him, I mean, shit, he was a no-name nobody. I mean, no girl knew who he was, cared who he was. Now the fool, I think I saw, like, on his Instagram the other day, he's dating, like, some, like, fucking hot model, you know. <laughs> God, dude, it's like... It's unreal. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll get after it next week. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I think I, I want to. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm going to hit up Rojas to see if he can get on next week, too. Perfect. Honestly, yeah, I'm down to do this whenever. Um, it's fun. I, le- I love, obviously, love talking sports. And for, for that matter, I'll talk anything. Just love shooting the shit. So I set up a Twitter handle. That is called Science Class Kids. Okay. With no no I in kids. So I guess Science Class KDS. Okay. Got but, it. Uh, yeah, that'll be uh that'll become a thing soon. I plan on live tweeting the games. Um <laughs> That will be hilarious. So we'll see how it goes. Try to accumulate as many followers as possible. And yeah. uh we'll get it going, but I'll post I'll post Honestly, all the links to stuff there. As long I think as long as we just you just gotta like keep it real, you know, you gotta say how you truly feel. And I think people honestly relate to stuff like that rather than, you know, kind of just like with Trump. Just don't beat around the bush, say how you feel. Yeah. Fuck politic being politically correct. Just you know, wing it basically. I don't know. We but have yeah. some cool we have some cool insider tales. We have, we have a lot of insider tales. We have a lot of insider stories. We have a lot of interesting perspectives. And we have access to some potentially interesting guests from the USC universe. So We do. Man, there's we'll, so many uh, guests I want to talk about. Like another guy that you, I was thinking about today when you brought up uh, Bryant was like Kyle Prater. Like fuck stars like that who basically fade, faded in the darkness. And like, oh man, we could probably get some... some class acts on here so we'll have that to look forward to for the upcoming weeks okay good deal um, all right man good deal yep. i'll talk to you later